you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with host Jennifer Mattern, helping serious freelancers, bloggers, and indie authors go pro. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Mattern, your host of the All Indie Writers Podcast. Thank you for joining me today for episode number 15. You can find show notes and links to resources mentioned in this episode by visiting allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 15. In today's episode, I want to focus on bloggers. We'll look at how bloggers can deal with a barrage of marketing and PR pitches from companies. Then I'll answer a listener question about choosing a blogging platform. And then I want to share a contact form plugin that can help WordPress bloggers avoid having their email addresses added to marketing and PR distribution lists. Let's get to it. I want to start with how bloggers can deal with marketing and PR pitches from companies. This stems from a recent fiasco from Upwork, which, as freelance writers listening might know, is the new brand name for Odesk after the Elance-Odesk merger. I recently ranted about this on the blog. They are apparently targeting bloggers who write about freelancing, and I assume not just freelance writing, but any type of freelancer who might use their site. And they are trying to manipulate these bloggers into essentially promoting their marketplace. So I'll try to keep it a little bit nicer here than I did on the blog, but I want to give you a basic glimpse at what Upwork did wrong. First, I have talked about my go-to gals here before. Those are Yolander, Prinzel, Lori Widmer, and Kathy Miller. They are a group of writers that I am closest to, so we regularly talk about issues in the freelance world, about blogging, even about indie publishing in some cases. Last week, Kathy, who has been a guest here on the show before, forwarded the rest of us an email that she received from Upwork. It was pretty clearly a form email at first glance. There was no real personalization other than plugging a blog post title in there to say, oh, hey, we found this blog post title and we think you're super duper great in the freelance industry. So we want you to help us by blah, 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 blah. Now, a legitimate pitch will generally have actual commentary on what you said and it should be highly relevant to whatever this company is involved in. In Kathy's case, Kathy doesn't blog about freelancing. The blog that they targeted her through is actually a blog for business owners. So it was completely irrelevant. It never, she never should have been on their pitch list to begin with. But Lori responded, Lori's also been a guest here. She basically said, yeah, I received that same email. And it was kind of funny because I was thinking, wow, I feel a little left out here. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I would have loved to have received that email because they need to be ripped a new one for that. And, you know, I didn't want to step into it if they didn't drag me into it. So I was going to leave it alone. Well, lucky for me and unlucky for them, they hit me up this week. So I received the same email and you got that lovely little rant on the blog. The form email was only a part of the problem. The blogs were extremely poorly targeted. I mentioned how they did that with Kathy's blog. She doesn't even blog for freelancers, which is who they're trying to target. They were even worse in my case because I have a long history 
of speaking out against Elance and Odesk. So to approach me and A, not mention your connection to those brands was just idiotic, um, which of course I already knew. But, you know, how many new bloggers wouldn't have known that yet? It was a fairly recent change. And, you know, that's what comes across as really sleazy about that. But the fact that they didn't even conduct a simple site search, which you can do right in Google, it would have taken them a matter of seconds to see if somebody has ever talked about your brand before. And have they been a brand evangelist? Or have they been harshly critical of your brand? Now, had they bothered to do that search here at All Indie Writers, they would have known that I was a terrible blogger to try to get support from because I warned new freelancers to avoid them like the plague. But they didn't do their job. They were lazy. They took a form email. They probably had some kind of a pitch list. They plugged in a single blog post title and a name for each site, and they sent them out in groups. And as if those two things weren't bad enough, the form letter pitch and absolutely poor targeting, they stepped even further across the line. And they did that by essentially insulting the bloggers that they were targeting. For some reason beyond all comprehension, there is this trend lately where companies think it is appropriate to contact bloggers and essentially say, hey, I think this would be a really great topic for you to talk about on your blog. It's their way of trying to sound like they aren't contacting you just to promote their company. And they're just offering a helpful suggestion as though we're all idiots who don't know what our readers want and can't come up with our own blog post ideas. So that in itself is incredibly insulting and companies need to knock it the hell off. Um, I had it out with t on Twitter not long ago with FreshBooks over the same thing. In that case, they removed me from their list, thankfully, but I really did not get the impression that they understand that what they're doing is so wrong. It's just sleazy, underhanded marketing where they are pretending to do something else when they're not. And it's inexcusable. And in this case, what they were actually asking people to do, and this is Upwork, not FreshBooks, was to write an article on their own blogs, probably for free. There was no mention of this being um, a sponsored content deal. So they want you to write something on your blog for free on the topic of their choosing. And then they're going to choose the top tips from all these bloggers who cover the same topic and feature them on their site for their audience. And it's like, whoa, cowboy, you know, it's time to stop here. What is this? You know, okay, I can understand that not all freelancers might get so upset by this, but I happen to be a freelance writer. And it's bad enough when potential clients asked me to write on spec and I attempted to tell them where they can stick it. But this company helps clients exploit freelance writers on a regular basis and provides them tools that enable them to do that. And then they have the nerve to go to a freelance writer and ask them to write on spec, not even for money, but for possible exposure. I don't even know where to start with what's wrong with that. Everything about that is wrong. Not that I would have accepted the deal had it been a sponsored content deal because I don't accept paid placement on my blogs. But just wow. you know. And the problem is that they didn't seem to think there was anything wrong with this. 
telling bloggers to all write about the same topic, which is a problem in and of itself, and then they'll pick what they think is best as if they have any reason to be appointed judge and jury here. As far as I'm concerned, either this was some newbie who needs to be seriously retrained, or somebody higher up approved this email campaign, and that person should be fired because they don't know the first thing about responsible marketing. That's the gist of what happened here. You can read the full rant and see the actual email they sent. Um, you can actually see my private response to them too if you go down to the comments on the post. And I will link you to that post in the show notes for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 15. Now, when it comes to receiving marketing and PR pitches in general, the truth is you'll never be able to stop all of these. There are always going to be lazy marketers and lazy PR people. And frankly, a lot of the time, this kind of outreach is given to interns and new employees who aren't properly trained. So that's where a lot of the mistakes come from, laziness and inexperience. So what I want to do, so while I can't tell you how to stop this completely, these form letter pitches, these really generic, you know, you scratch my back and I'll maybe kind of sort of scratch yours, and the ridiculous pitches that you get, the press releases that you don't want, that aren't even relevant to your blog, things like that. I can't tell you how to stop them completely. But what I can do is try to help you cut back on them to minimize them a little bit. And that's what I want to do here. The first thing I recommend is having clear contact policies on your blog. So have a separate contact page. And on that page, before you even provide your contact information or contact form, Tell people what you do and do not want to receive. For example, you might set up a contact page that's really only there for readers to submit their questions to you. Make that clear. Or maybe you simply don't want to receive press releases. Again, make that clear. For all indie writers, in my case, what I do is I tell them, I don't want to receive press releases unless I already know you. And I don't accept ad requests because I don't accept private advertising or sponsored content on this particular blog. Now, if you don't tell people what is and isn't okay to contact you about, then you really kind of give up control over how that contact information is used as soon as you choose to make it public. So make sure you have clear contact policies just like you should have clear comment policies on your site. The next thing that I recommend is to simply ignore most of these pitches if you don't want to receive them. Some of the more persistent spammers out there will actually target you even harder if they get any kind of response from you, including an unsubscribe request. What you do is basically tell them somebody's really checking this address, so they're going to keep hitting you. But again, that's for the real spammers. You know, if we're talking about legitimate companies who are putting together what they think is a targeted list and you happen to be on it. Um, in that case, yeah, you can go ahead and tell them you'd like to be removed and you'll generally be fine. But probably the most important thing that you can do to minimize the kind of nonsense that I got from Upwork, if you don't want to deal with things like that, 
learn how to use your email filters. Now I can't tell you exactly what to do because every email service and email software you might be using is going to be a little bit different. What I do is I set up message rules. And for example, this might mean blocking specific email addresses. So, so let's say a company's PR rep keeps sending me things. I used to have an active blog slash online magazine in indie music. And I accepted review material for that blog. And unfortunately, even though that site has been dormant now for many years, I still have music PR people who are much too lazy to do their job. They don't even really look at the site. And they simply find my email address on a list and they start sending me their CDs and digital downloads. And, you know, eventually you get to the point where when they're just not listening and they're not removing you from their lists, um, you just block them. Have your email software do the work for you. And whenever they email you in the future, they're automatically filtered to either deleted or into your junk mail folder. You can also sometimes filter by entire domain names. So you might block an entire marketing firm's domain name from their email address. And in that case, it's not a matter of, you know, one rep contacting you and then another one might pick up later if you block that one. You block them all in one shot. And what I really love about the message rules that I have set up is that I block by keywords. So let's say you're someone who doesn't want to receive any press releases. You might set up a separate folder or just send them right into your trash bin and use the phrase press release or news release. Or you might pick a phrase that's common in press releases, such as for immediate release. And anytime those words would show up in the body of an email, they'll be automatically filtered for you. Like I said, you could have them automatically deleted. I don't mind receiving press releases as long as they're relevant to me in most cases. I don't want them for all indie writers because I don't have the time to do a lot of reviews and I don't do a lot of third-party coverage with news stories here. But for other blogs, I do. So I don't have a problem with press releases in general coming to me when they're well-targeted. In that case, what I do is I set up a separate folder in my email and anything with those particular keywords automatically gets filtered. Now, for me, I use for immediate release as my big filter phrase because I can't use the word press release because I happen to write press releases for clients. So I get the word press release in a lot of emails from people who want to hire me to write theirs. So, you know, be careful. If you're also a freelance writer like me who happens to have a blog, you don't want to accidentally filter your prospects like you would filter someone trying to pitch you as a blogger. But go ahead and, you know, play with your email software or service and see what kind of flexibility they give you to create message rules and filters. And start setting up folders for these things. You know, even if you really want to delete them, I still suggest doing the folders first. Get a feel for who is sending them, how frequently they're coming. Find out who the biggest problem children are for you. And then you'll know who to contact to try to get off of the lists and who to simply ignore. So hopefully those tips will help you 
minimize some of these pitches that seem to be targeting bloggers right now. And the one thing that I should still say is that I generally don't recommend that you handle it the way I did with the Elance Upwork situation. In that case, not only was it terrible blogger outreach, but I had a long history of speaking out against them. So they really should have known better. I am very passionate about warning new writers away from them. So to see them trying to push writers into supporting them while not even being honest about the fact that it was just a new brand name for a same old company really infuriated me. But more importantly, because I have that background specializing in things like blocker relations, this is a topic that I write about. So it made sense for me to cover it on my blog. If you don't write about blogging, marketing, or PR, then it probably isn't going to be any benefit to your readers for you to call out every company who sends you a lousy pitch. You're better off just ignoring them and blocking them to the best of your ability. So that's the final lesson. Don't be like me. But okay, I want to move on now to a community question. And this one came from an anonymous reader of the blog who said, I saw on your site that you recommend WordPress for blogging. Other authors I know use Blogspot for their blogs. I don't really see what the big deal is, whatever tool I use. Don't they all pretty much do the same things? Yeah, they do the same thing in the sense that they both let you put a blog online. But they don't both offer the same number of resources through themes and plugins, which allow for customization. They don't both have the same scope of community support from active developers. And when it comes to Blogspot versus the self-hosted version of WordPress, which is what I recommend, they don't offer the same level of control or overall flexibility, even in the type of content that you can include on your blog. So if you want a more permanent setup for your blog, one where you can customize things as you please, one where you're not going to lose visitors, links, and search engine rankings if you later decide to move that blog, then stick to the self-hosted WordPress, which is the version you'll find at wordpress.org. WordPress.com is different. That is more similar to Blogspot and that it's a freely hosted type of blog where you won't have as much control. If you don't care about those things, then a free hosted blog like something on Blogspot might be fine for you. But it's more appropriate on a personal blog than a business-oriented one, which is what I'm generally talking about on All Indie Writers. Now I'd like to move on to a resource, which is a WordPress plugin. It's called Contact Form 7. This is a form plugin that bloggers can use on WordPress blogs. It lets you set up a customized contact form on your site rather than sharing your email address directly. And this is a great option if you find that your email address is being harvested and added to the kinds of marketing and PR pitch lists that I was just talking about. The customizations are really great for this too. Um, it's a free plugin and you can customize it to be more than just a simple contact form with a you know, email address subject and message. For example, on my client-focused business writing site, I use one of their contact forms as a project brief form. 
I can collect project information from prospects before I even talk to them, which helps me speed up the quote process, and it cuts out some of the back and forth involved in that. If you're using Contact Form 7 on a more general blog, you might customize it to accept reader questions, for example. I do this on All Indie Writers because it allows me to include a simple checkbox, letting me know whether or not readers want to remain anonymous or whether I can share their name and their website address. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, check out the show notes page and I will include a link to the plugin in the WordPress repository. You can find the show notes at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 15. And that's all I have for you today. If you have follow-up questions to any of the topics discussed in this episode, submit those or any other writing-related questions to be answered in a future podcast episode through the contact form at allindiewriters.com slash podcast. And yes, that contact form, I believe, is set up through contact form 7. Or you can email me directly at jen at allindiewriters.com. And that was Jen with two N's. And please don't add that email address to your marketing and PR pitch lists. Thank you very much. Or you can leave me a voicemail at 484-575-1345. That's 484-575-1345. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 15. You can also access this podcast, audio blog posts, and related audio productions by visiting freelancetheater.com. You've been listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with Jen Mattern, a freelance theater production. Freelance Theater. It's all writers need for life's little episodes.